0: Hello, and welcome back to the Pikesville Podcast. This is Mr. Smith helping out as guest host this week. Uh, One of the biggest things that got disrupted over the past year or two was sports. Uh, Students couldn't play or spectate as much as they normally did, but sports are back in full effect here at Pikesville. Most of our segments this week are going to be with athletes and coaches talking about what sports means to them and uh, what they enjoy about the sport they participate in. Uh, So we're going to share those with you along with five fast facts. In this segment, reporter Shanze Amer talks with members of the Pikesville High School football team, exploring what it's like to be part of this year's team, and how football fits into their lives.
1: Hi, and welcome back to the Pikesville Podcast. This is Shanze coming to you with an interview of some members of our very own Pikesville Panthers football team. Gentlemen, let our, let our listeners know who you are and what grade you're in and what position you play.
2: Well, my name's Justin Dutton. I play right guard and nose guard, and I'm a senior.
3: Uh, my name is Dylan Vertet. Uh, I'm a senior, and I play receiver and
4: free safety. My name is Bobby Burke. I'm a freshman, <clears throat> I the quarterback.
5: My name is Hunter Younger. I'm a senior. I play quarterback.
1: Okay, so when did you first start playing football?
3: I started playing my junior year in high school. Uh, I started playing first grade.
2: I started around first grade as well.
5: I started my junior year.
3: <laughs>
1: what do you enjoy most about playing?
2: Honestly, I feel as though it's the defense. Like, Getting that big hit on a quarterback or stopping a run really does, like, it just energizes the entire team, like, gets some hype.
3: Oh, uh, yeah. Playing defense, I agree with Justin, is uh, very fun to me. I like playing football, though, because I feel like I'm not thinking. It just flows for me.
4: It's, like, enjoyable, lets my mind free. I love um, throwing touchdowns and winning as a team.
5: I like the atmosphere of the stadium and the cheering, the lights on and all the pressure is there. But when you make a play, it's just amazing.
1: What is the most challenging challenging part about football?
2: That's a good question. I don't really know. I'll say since I'm a lineman, the conditioning. um, Also, offensive line. Yeah, offensive line is pretty challenging for me.
3: Uh, The most challenging aspect of football is me is uh, dealing with adversity and like under pressure because, you know, during a game, some stuff might not go the right way and it's all about how you overcome it.
4: Uh, I would say for me, probably reading a defense and being able to know what's happening during the play and know what coverages they're in. I'd say
5: it's, you know, there's a lot of preparation that goes into it. So being able to pick up on the things you prepare on in the game, (laughs) like they do something, being able to react to it how you're supposed to and not just... Freelancing out
2: there.
1: So, how would you describe how you feel when you're playing?
2: I feel like a completely different person. Like, everybody's so used to happy, joyous JD, and then when I'm on the field, I just get into a different type of serious mode where I don't talk to anybody except for my teammates and lock in.
3: Uh, When I'm playing, I feel like the best word to describe it is just like free, like, I'm flowing, everything. I'm not thinking, like, I'm just. I mean, I'm thinking about what I'm going to do, like, in the play, but I'm not thinking about anything else except for football.
4: Like, and that, that, that's enjoyable to me. I'm just, like, locked in. I don't really think of anything or, like, really notice anything outside what's happening on the field.
5: I just get, like, a, an insane adrenaline rush. It's like, especially because I'm, I'm relatively new to football. It's just, like, being on the field and when something happens, it's like, I don't even feel like I'm, like, in a human moment. I just, like, black out. It's crazy.
1: So, as most people know, football is a dangerous sport and many places have even banned it. What has been your worst football injury and how'd you get it?
2: It's been my Achilles injury and um, I think I was going for a tackle, landed wrong, and it's just been messed up ever since.
3: Uh, My worst injury is probably, I mean, I've never been ruled out with it, but like I've had a lot of head injuries because you you get banged up. Like I was playing uh, sophomore year I went to make a tackle and one of our teammates came from behind to try to hit the dude, but I ended up
4: hitting the back of my head and uh, gave me a big headache. Uh, it was bad. I've had not really any um, injuries in high school yet, but outside of high school, like rec ball, I um, I've sprained my leg and that's like really long.
5: Um, I haven't had any like serious injuries, um, but it's like I get really sore after games. And, like, I get bumps on my legs and stuff, but it's nothing that I feel in the game.
1: So, what's the best way you manage your time and deal with stress?
2: The best way I manage time, I just break everything down, do things at certain times. And the best way I manage stress is working out and just listening to music, basically.
3: Uh, the best way I have managed my time is just making sure I get my classroom stuff done before it becomes an issue, so like before practice and stuff, so I don't have to deal with that type of stress during practice or even, which will not let, like allow me to play in my games. And dealing with stress, I just work out, you know, like playing football, it just makes my mind go away from all
4: the issues. Uh, I would say for me, I did this lock game with school and then the stress part, I would say just, yeah, just listen to music.
5: I don't really overthink stuff too much. I have a tendency of just keep going with it because, I mean, when I get older, stuff's only going to get harder from there. So just finding ways to just be productive is always good for me.
1: So what are your thoughts about the Pikesville football team this year?
2: Oh, I really like it. I like the team, I like the atmosphere, I like how everybody supports each other. It just feels like a real big family from last year like that's really my opinion
3: uh i love my squad you know this is is like family to me so i i I enjoy our team a lot this year it's gonna be sad when we all had because it's my senior year my last year so it's gonna be sad when we all have this end of the season but i think as a team we uh
4: we're a solid squad and we just need to uh execute more i like how nobody gets bring down like nobody brings anybody down on the team i like the new turf And it's my first year, so I don't really know what happened last year. But, yeah, I think it's a big big family.
5: Um, I like that all of us can be, you know, funny and goofy each other and nobody takes it seriously, like takes it to heart. We know each other well enough to know when it's time to lock in and when we could joke. And I also love that going into a game, whether we're down at halftime, going into the game, whether we're up, it's never been a real game that I, like, felt like, oh yeah we lost it as opposed to like last year where it was like oh yeah we definitely lost this.
1: so do you guys have plans to play after high school
4: oh yeah for sure i do as well five percent
5: nah
6: why
5: um well it's just more so of a late a late bloomer thing where i didn't I i grew up with a lot of head injuries that were outside of football So I wasn't really allowed to play football until recently, and I feel like there's a massive gap in skill that it would take for me to translate what I'm doing now to
2: college ball.
1: So do you follow college or pro football? If so, what teams?
2: I follow Clemson. There's just a lot of schools. Clemson, Maryland, Oregon. Basically, every single college team and every single football like NFL team.
3: Um, I follow college football a lot. It's my favorite thing to watch on Saturdays, and my favorite team for sure is Auburn.
4: Um, I follow basically the ball. I follow like every team, but most I'd say probably the team we're playing to watch film on them.
5: Hmm. Um, I watch. I like Oregon. Um, I I started off liking them because I like how their uniforms look, and I also follow all NFL heavily I like fantasy football so I like to pay attention to all the players that are good or not so I know
2: if I'm making the right choice.
1: Okay so is this your favorite sport or do you guys play other
3: sports? If so explain.
2: Uh yes football is my favorite sport but I do play basketball for fun.
3: Oh uh, yeah football is my favorite sport and uh,
4: I also do play lacrosse. Uh football is my favorite sport by I box.
5: Um Football is my favorite sport, but it's actually, like, really recently changed because i played baseball for 11 years. That was always my favorite, but I've always, like, kind of
3: loved football more. I just wasn't allowed to play.
1: Okay, so do you guys, how do you manage playing multiple sports?
3: Uh, I manage it, like, through seasons. Like, even after lacrosse practice, sometimes I'll go and uh, have football workouts. Like, last season, during lacrosse season, I would have uh, workouts with my D.B., trainer on wednesdays and mondays so right it would be like seven to nine so right after lacrosse ended i'll go home get a little work done and then go
4: right to training i feel like as long as you have one or two rest days a week it's not that hard to manage through like one or two sports so yeah
5: it's fun for me because i play sports because it's fun it's not like you know the end all, be all but it it doesn't feel like i'm managing it because like i'm just playing where I love to play, so it doesn't really
2: feel.
1: Thank you for joining us today at the Pyxel Podcast. Thanks oh,
2: for having us. So very you. welcome. Thanks for having
0: us. Next up, we have Five Fast Facts with Owen Vento.
7: Hello, everyone. My name is Owen Vento, and welcome to Five Fast Facts. Polar bear fur is actually clear, and their skin is black. Baby flamingos are born gray, not pink. A woodpecker's tongue actually wraps all the way around its brain, protecting it from damage when it's hammering into a tree. A shrimp's heart is located in its head. And finally, elephants suck on their trunks for comfort, very similar to how babies suck on their thumbs for comfort. Pretty interesting, huh?
0: In this segment, Maxwell Gorodiski asked a very simple question of a number of Pikesville athletes and coaches. What do you enjoy about the sport that you participate in? Let's hear what they had to share.
4: Hey, what's up guys? It's Liam from Steven on the Street. Uh, I'm here with my badminton team or go play uh, Franklin, but I like to play badminton because it's a champion's game. Uh, Mr. Lanto said it best. Um, it, it, it's just a game for winners. Uh, we are not that way. However, I think we really could be.
1: My name's Emile.
8: Uh, the sport I play is badminton. Uh, I like badminton because of the Olympics. The Olympics
1: got me into it. It was pretty intense. I'm Ms. Pulley. I'm the badminton coach here at Pikesville High School. Uh, the reason that I did it was because last year, Ms. Laverdi needed someone to uh, fill the position and she was very convincing. Plus, I've taught all the students on the team before, so I was really excited to coach my students. Plus, my mom used to play badminton, so, you know, that's pretty cool. I like it because the students are awesome and the sport is really fun. I think it's a little unusual um and it's just a lot of fun for everybody hi i'm carly beckwith hi i'm mackenzie corral we play volleyball and, and we like it because it's so fun um i like it because i really like serving
4: all right so
3: it's alex here i'm on a football team what really makes me want to play football is that all my friends are on the team for real i'm big enough for it it's just like natural to me i just love playing football man
7: why you like this sport i like playing football because
3: really i haven't played football until i got to high school and when i first got into it it was real fun to me and that's how i knew that this would be my sport so i'm already doing good i'm already playing well in these games even though we haven't won yet but we win the next game and yeah i just like
7: football like that
5: hi this is brian here and the sport i play is football and honestly i love playing this sport because ever since i was in elementary school i always dreamed about playing high school football and now that I'm actually a freshman at high school, I can actually fulfill that dream and become a football player in high school. And actually, I really like playing football because I like the physical contact and actually seeing a lot of competition. I feel like, I feel like football is the most represented sport in school. So I feel like that's why I really wanted to play football. And you know, it's really fun.
0: I want to take a moment to share some of the ways that you can connect with the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or Google Podcast, or wherever you listen. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at Pikesville Podcast. You can email suggestions or requests to join the podcast team to me, Mr. Smith, at dot 6org More than anything else, please encourage friends and family to listen to the Pikesville Podcast so they can enjoy it too. In our final segment, reporter Jonah Spiegelman speaks with Coach Odar and members of the PHS volleyball team about how this team has come together and improved in this first full season in two years. What's it like to coach the volleyball team?
9: I find it really fulfilling because um, I love to teach, um, but teaching, obviously, there are outcomes involved, meaning, like, um, kids have to pass tests, things like that, um, and not everybody who is in my class likes the subject that I teach. So, you know, most kids are fine and they'll do their work, but they're not super passionate about it. Some kids are, and some kids definitely are not. With volleyball, I really love it because everyone who tries out is passionate about it. They're excited to be there. Um, There is some competitiveness, but as a coach, I don't tend to be the type that wants to win at all costs. Like I want to win, but also the bigger thing is that I want to see the girls build friendships. I want to see them build sportsmanship, obviously improve their skills. So, for me, it's an opportunity to do something that we're all there because we enjoy it. And that's not always the case with teaching.
7: Okay, so I don't know much about volleyball, but to follow up to that, if you guys were to lose every single game this season, but all of the players were to make friends and gain like experience, what would you consider that season?
9: I would consider that a win. Um, actually, in before I started coaching here, I, ta- I coached at Eastern Tech um, for two years. And um, the last season, which was the COVID season, we only had um, six total games. We lost every game but one, which was our final game. And I actually loved the season. And even my seniors who graduated with that as their graduating season um, said that it was the perfect season in their eyes because we had the virtual online thing where they got to like sort of get to know each other via mm-hmm. Google Meet and build friendships. They started a group chat in the fall. And when we finally got to play together in the spring, um, they already had those friendships built. So the chemistry, the way that they worked together, Um, Like just the teamwork vibe, the friendships that you could just clearly see them building, the way they cheered for each other. Um, We even had a situation where like we needed two extra large size tops and we only had one. And the only workaround was for us to use one JV jersey, which was orange. We had orange for um, away and white for home. And the seniors said that they were willing to give up wearing their white home jerseys, which was like a big deal to allow the girl that needed the extra large to participate with the team in every single game. And so for me, like watching them make sacrifices for each other, uh, she was a freshman, actually, the mm-hmm. girl who needed the shirt. And in turn, on the senior game, the freshman purposefully sat out of the game to give the seniors full playing time. So you could just see that there was a lot, a great relationship building, um, a lot of love between the girls. And that for me was like the biggest win. I didn't even care mm-hmm. about I mean. Clearly, everybody, every coach wants to win games, yeah, but course. ultimately, like, the the bigger picture is what the girls take away from it, and, you know, a win lasts that day, but, like, those friendships last a lifetime.
7: Exactly. So, just to clarify warning here, in case it's confusing to anyone listening, all of The varsity team wears white jerseys, and the junior varsity team wears orange jerseys, and it's like a big deal to wear the white ones?
9: Yes, yes. When you're on varsity, you get the opportunity to wear the fancy white jerseys at home. That was the Eastern Tech thing. Um, I'm actually hoping to do kind of a similar thing here. Um, We are currently fundraising for new jerseys for varsity. This time, the girls had said that they weren't big fans of white jerseys because they get dirty easily, so Mm -hmm. we're going to get uh, black home jerseys and purple away jerseys when the funding comes through.
7: Okay, and... All since there weren't enough extra large, what would you say a typical practice is like?
9: So it's hard to describe a typical practice because a lot of times just like teachers look at the assessments that they collect and Mm -hmm. modify their teaching accordingly. Um, We look at our games. So, for example, in the beginning, it was just making sure that everybody could serve over the net. Everybody had a strong enough serve that they felt comfortable with. Um, passing, like relatively accurate passing. That was like the beginning of our season. Mm -hmm. But once we started playing um, during the game, if I notice a certain thing that happens over and over, a certain error that gets made, a certain problem between players, then in practice, I make sure that we address those things. Mm -hmm. Um, One example that I can think of is that sometimes when um, the other team goes to spike or to hit a ball, if a blocker comes up and and jumps, They'll block it, but if it doesn't block and go back over the net on the other side and it drops Mm -hmm. um, on our side, we need to have people that are behind that blocker ready to come up and under to cover it and pop it back up and not let it hit the ground. So we do drills in practice where we do like block coverage or if I see that um, the sets aren't like getting to the hitters, then we'll do like hitting drills. Um, just, I kind of try to modify the practice to make sure that we're addressing the problems or the errors that we see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but typically, um, the girls come in, they set up the net. That's the first thing. They do a couple of laps around the gym to warm up, uh, do some stretches. And then we start with serving and warm up our arms. Um, we do some serving and passing drills and then we address in in a few drills, whatever we needed to address. And then normally we finish with a scrimmage where we just try out different, um, groupings of okay. girls for chemistry.
7: A uh, question I just thought of. So if you've, to the listeners, if you've ever seen a volleyball game, you know that it looks like it's all arms, but what would you say the balance is between upper body and lower body?
9: So I think something that a lot of newer players, um, struggle with is that they do think that swinging your arms is how you get an accurate pass. And a lot of times, um, it's actually very little arm movement. It's, um, very subtle arm movements or like, um, rotations to one side Mm -hmm. or the other a lot of it is just um positioning of your body and using your legs to sort of pivot and and provide that power and when I say power like you have a lot of people have a lot of power in their legs you don't have to to bump hard in order to be successful a lot of times the more subtle movements uh create accurate passes and when you're when you're playing a typical like a a higher level Mm -hmm. uh, game like we do with varsity the goal is that you would um address the serve right by passing it and ideally you would pass it to a setter and there we we run a six-two, so we have two setters on the court at all times um and the setter would look around like look at the other side and decide how they could put it put the ball in the hands of the right person to either hit it over or tip it over okay. and like basically create an offense that can't be defended against
7: okay so another question right off the top of my head how uh Question, then the follow-up question. How long did you have to prepare for your first game?
9: Um, I believe we had... Oh, We were, like, we started in mid-August, and our first game was the first week of September. So about two and a half weeks. That's not bad. Yeah.
7: And then how would you say your team did during the first game? Um,
9: the first game, we actually... We played Randallstown at home, and I think what was really cool about it was that I had already... The girls had said to me that previously there had not been a lot of attendance at volleyball games, and that it was kind of, like... Sad for them to not have a a big audience, you know, because obviously you want an audience. So I talked with the football coaches and they brought the entire football program to our first game. Um, and we, I mean, I don't want to get rude because they are a local team, but we crushed them. It was like 25 to 6, 25 to 10. Um, Based on
7: you saying you crushed them, I guess that's good.
9: Yes, it was very positive. Um, the girls played really well. I'm talking varsity. Yeah. JV also played well, but I don't know that it was a blowout the way that it was for us. Okay. Um. But, yeah, I mean, the girls really played well together. I was kind of surprised by how well they played together because we didn't have that long of a time to
7: practice. Yeah. And then, what would you say? Like, you get, was it a home game? It was. Okay. Yes. When you got into the gym, what would you say the warm up routine was just to mentally prepare, physically prepare, and all that? For so, players?
9: the first game was a little less organized than I would have liked because I didn't assign anybody tasks, like what mm-hmm. to set up. So, it was a little, like, messy. Like, we had to set up the net. We had to get the bleachers out. We had to, like, put the basketball hoops up, all of that. Um, but once the girls got on the court, um, they – it depends on the game. If they need to, sometimes they'll do a few quick laps. They have a stretching routine that they do. And then typically they do a serving practice, like an arm warm-up that, they, <laughs> that they'll that they do on their own. And whatever team is not playing, they'll shag balls. So they'll go catch the balls that have been served and bring them back. Um, they do – some hitting lines, which allows the setters to warm up and any hitters to practice their approach. And then, um, depending upon how much time we have, because in COVID we have a little less time for mm-hmm. warm ups, um, we also do some dig lines where uh, some of the senior or junior players will hit balls at three lines of girls and they'll just practice getting low and popping the balls up okay. like you would need to in play.
7: Um, and then, you, you said that the first game was kind of disorganized, not anything was assigned. How did that change and how did you change that for future games?
9: So after I realized like that nobody knew what their job was, I thought, you know, for the next home game, I want it to be a little bit more on point. So we decided that JV would set up and Varsity would break down because JV plays the first game and Varsity plays the mm-hmm. second. So um, each JV girl had a job. We have people who set up the net and that's their only job. We have people who set up the chairs for the teams, mm-hmm. fill the water. Um, My job is mostly like the bleachers and things like the larger stuff mm-hmm. um, We have been selling uh, concessions and snacks at the games a few, for the past few games So some girls are supposed to be helping to set that up and break that down um, And I think it's worked pretty smoothly uh, Because once somebody knows what they're supposed to do Like they can just go do it and then they're done And everything gets done in an orderly manner
7: yeah. Okay, so you just said that you sell concessions at the games Yes is that money going toward the fundraiser get New Jersey's, like yes. the Chipotle thing tonight? Yep, okay. that's exactly what's going on. Um, how much have the players improved, and in what ways would you say they've worked to get better?
9: So one of the things that I – always admire especially about new players is when we have some downtime like let's say we finished a drill and I say okay go grab a drink and like we'll meet back in like three minutes or something Mm -hmm. and some girls will take a quick sip and they'll be like serving to the wall serving to a wall is a good way to get your form on point before you have to try to serve over the net or they'll bump to the wall to get their accuracy or they'll just pair up and they'll just play with just one other player or like a trio um and really I mean it's Cliché, but practice makes perfect. The more time that you practice a certain skill, the better you're going to be. Um, We have this one game called serve and chase um, where you line up two sets of girls. Usually you try to have even numbers on either side of the court and you have to serve and the serve has to be over the net and inbounds. You chase it, you grab the ball, run it back and hand it to the next person. And the first line um, that gets finished wins. And if you miss or it goes out of bounds, you have to go get it, but you also have to go to the back of the line. So until everybody has served over successfully, um, you know, you don't win the game. And I remember the first time we tried to play it in the beginning of the season, like, almost none of the serves were going over. It was like a 35-minute game, which it should have been more like an 8-minute game. Like, it was rough. And yesterday we did it, and I think maybe a few girls missed one serve, Mm -hmm. and they got it over on the second one. Only our brand, brand new girls... Um, had real really any trouble, and that's to be expected. So I, I told them I was super impressed by their improvement.
7: Okay, and after practicing so much, would you feel comfortable moving people around and figuring out where's best, even if that means costing you a game?
9: Um, as of right now, because we do have an undefeated season, I'm I tend to be pretty conservative if we know that we're facing a tough team. Once we get to playoffs, however, we are— it is kind of like if we see somebody on JV that plays really well, we can pull them up to varsity just yeah. for playoffs. Um, a lot of times the, the the issue with moving people around a lot is chemistry because they're more than some other sports, volleyball involves a lot of trust. If I set the ball to you, I have to trust that you're going to go for it and you're going to actually hit it over. If you call, I've got it, when the serve comes over, I have to be able to back off and know you're going to get it. And when you move players around or put different combinations of players in that haven't played before very much, it takes a long time to build that trust. So okay. a lot of times I'll kind of keep the same grouping in, or when I move people in and out, I'll move them in like trios, for example, okay. that I know trust each other. All
7: right. Um, that's all I have. Everyone listening, hope you enjoyed this interview with Senora Mrs. Rokoto-Dar. Next, we have the players. Hope you enjoy that. We are here with Cameron and Camille, two interview players. So let's just start it off. Camille, how would you say you found volleyball?
8: Um, I've always like I watch sports. I play other sports as well. Um, I've always wanted to play. So when I knew tryouts was happening, I just tried out and I made the team.
7: All right. What about you?
6: Like Camille said, I just I always watch sports. I've always played sports since I was younger. So it's always been something for me to always try something new and since I was a freshman last year during COVID I really wanted to try something new so it was volleyball.
7: So did so last year you tried it for the first time? Yes. What about you?
8: Um yeah that was my first time as
6: well.
7: Okay so what sports have you played in the past?
6: I did basketball, swim, gymnastics, lacrosse and um soccer. Um, I run
8: indoor track and I play softball.
7: So, it's your first season. Uh, Coach Dar said you're undefeated.
8: Uh, varsity.
7: Yes. Varsity? Are you guys both varsity? Yes. Oh, yeah, we they are. are both varsity. They are undefeated. How has that helped the morale of your season?
8: Um, it's kept us, you know, high spirits. You know, we all work together, builds the chemistry on the court, and just keeps us pushing so we can have a full
6: season of being undefeated.
7: What about you? Any thing else to add on?
6: Yeah like Camille said it keeps us really motivated and we really want to keep our streak up and keep our streak high.
7: What things would you say that you have focused on improving during this season specifically?
6: Um, My serving and my receiving especially my position. I mainly play back row and I sometimes set and hit so, I really just wanted to fix my skills and improve my skills, especially since it's my first full season of volleyball.
7: What about you, Camille?
8: Um, This season, I've been focusing on, well, for me, I've been focus- focusing on my serve, my overhand serve, and just working on my fundamentals. Because if your fundamentals are there, then you just play better all around.
7: And... Well, how would you say the team has improved? Is it overall, are there specific things, or you're undefeated, so maybe there's nothing?
8: Um, I would say trust, because we all trust each other on the court. So you can't doubt anyone, you just always have to, you know, communicate, so we can all play together and be on one accord.
7: I mean, chemistry is definitely real in sports. Um, moving on, how are you guys going to approach the rest of the season, however long it is?
6: Um, just keeping a high, high spirit. Um, we really want to keep our streak up. So we really going to try to stay motivated and we're just going to have fun with it for the rest of the season. We'll try our best.
7: Do you think, how, how high would you say the chance, I don't know how long the rest of the season is, but how long, how high would you say your chances are to make a good run deep into the playoffs?
6: They're high. They're like,
8: they're pretty high. Um, yeah, as long as we keep it, you know, on the court. And work together. We can keep it up.
7: Hope you have enjoyed this segment interviewing Coach O'Dar, Cameron, and Camille, all from the volleyball team, and hope you have a great day.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pikesville Podcast. I also want to send out thanks to Justin Dutton, Dylan Rattet, Bobby Burke, Hunter Younger, Brian, and Alex from the football team. Liam, Emil, and Coach Pulley from the badminton team, and Carly, Mackenzie, Coach Odar, Camille, and Cameron from the volleyball team for being on the podcast this week. I also want to thank Aaron Samuels for creating music for the podcast. Please check back in a couple of weeks for our next episode. Stay positive, Pikesville.